At Queen City Family Restaurant on Lancaster Avenue in Reading, we cook delicious meals 24-7. Breakfast is available anytime. We have a 25-plus item salad bar, extraordinarily tasteful daily soups, fresh made-to-order lunch and dinner entrees. Whatever you're in the mood for, our friendly staff is here to serve you in our newly renovated atmosphere. Hi there, this is another edition of What's the Story? My name is Joe Painter here on The People Chronicles. We just find out what is the story on any number of subjects. So if you have an idea, just uh, shoot us an email and we'll take care of that for you. Like us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube. We like all of those things as well. We get curious. We got curious, what's what's the story with Jerry Holleran? We see his name on a lot of things. And there's, there's um, a... a a center for community development at Alvernia, the Holleran Center. Is that yeah, correct, Jerry? Holleran Center for Community Engagement. Yes. For community engagement. The, uh, the idea is to uh, get the Alvernia students involved in various projects throughout the community as part of their service outreach from the, from the school. And uh, they a, do some pretty cool programs over there. I was talking yes. with Jay Worrell about it, and it's, it's impressive the different things the students are involved in. Well, Jay is a very good leader, and he's, mm-hmm. he's gotten the young people there very excited about the program. And uh, interestingly enough, I have a, uh, a grandnephew from down in Delaware who's going to Alvernia, and he, he's gotten involved in that center as well. And he, he's enjoying it, and Jay said he's, he's one of their better He's still he's living up to the name, right? The Holloran name. <laughs> well, his name is McDowell, so he, <laughs> but he's related, you know. <laughs> he's related, yes. So, yeah. Jerry, I mean, your name is on a, a number of of um, programs, scholarships, and and yeah. and so forth. Why is that important to you? Where did all of that uh, dedication come from? <laughs> well, I I guess some of the roots uh, may go back to my education in Pittsburgh, where I. Uh, I went to a parochial uh, grade school and high school. The high school was all boys and uh, Central Catholic in in Pittsburgh. Uh, and uh, it was a very good education. We, uh, we had the Christian brothers who were teachers. They were very instrumental in uh, developing my foundation in ethics and moral theology and you know, living living the good life, but the right life, uh, and I, I think uh, those are kind of foundation kinds of things in my life. What I mean, did you have to do to maintain the tuition and and maintain a, attendance at this uh, Central Catholic School for Boys? Well, you. <laughs> You were actually sponsored by your individual parishes, mm-hmm. and we had a very uh, active uh, pastor uh, who uh, would actually give out the report cards to the students as they were developed. And uh, if if you weren't uh, working up to his expectations, to get the boot. You'd get the boot. You, <laughs> you, would, you would instantly be in a public school. <laughs> and, and then mom and dad would not be very happy with that. They would not be too happy. No, that's right. So when, when you were at the, the Catholic boys' school, what was your goal? Where did you want to go next? 
You know, it's funny. I I wasn't exactly sure whether I was going to be able to afford a uh, college education. So I I uh, didn't uh, really catch fire on that until my stepfather uh, intervened and said, uh, you know, what do you think about education? Uh, he says we we can't send you away to school. There's there's not that kind of resources to do that mm -hmm. but I I have a uh, contact over at Carnegie Institute of Technology at that time it's now Carnegie Mellon University but he said uh, why don't you go over and talk to him and uh, you know I'll set set up an interview for you so I did I went over I'll never forget it I talked to him and he said uh, this was Dr. Jones he was the vice president of the school and he said uh I have a friend over at Mellon Institute who uh, is head of the research activity over there, and he occasionally will sponsor, you know, tuition for worthy young students. So why don't you go over and talk to him? So I set up an interview, went over, and I sat and I looked at this very dour-faced <laughs> researcher. And I, Sounds intimidating. Well, yeah, very intimidating. <laughs> Uh, he said, uh, well, he said um, he heard the story uh, where I was. He saw my grades. I was pretty high in the class and, uh, you know, showed that I could perform in a Carnegie Tech environment. So he said, um, I'll tell you what, I'll pay your tuition on on three conditions. The one is you maintain your grades. Okay, that was a given. Uh, the second one is, he said, uh, you you need a little help here. He said, uh, and I need a little help. Uh, if you'll work in my uh, garden on weekends and uh, take care of the hedges and the grass and cutting and so on, you know, okay, that'll help you get a little bit of extra money so you can buy your books because I'm not sponsoring the books. But the third uh, condition, which is probably the most important one, he said, uh, now he says, uh, the third one is a moral obligation. I want you to repay this kind of service to other individuals. So he wants some, you to pay it forward. Some time later in your life. He says, you may not be able to do it right away, but at some point I want you to pay back. So uh, as fortune would have it, I've been able to, pay it back multiple times in multiple ways. Did that, as, as you were getting your degree and starting in business and, you know, venturing out there and making your own life, did that weigh on you? Was that always in the back of your mind? Well, it was always in the back of my mind. But, of course, I, uh, I was an I graduated in electrical engineering, undergraduate. And, uh, and you know, I was... I was I, I gravitated into sales engineering because I liked that much better than straight engineering. That meant sales I, engineering. Sales engineering meant that you were you were dealing with people on very technical kinds of products. Okay. And that that appealed to me, and uh, I was very active in in doing that in different divisions of Westinghouse Electric and, mm -hmm. and uh, later mm -hmm. on RCA. But I. Uh, I really uh, did not like design engineering per se, so I, I gravitated to the sales end where it was more people related, and uh, you know that 
that experience uh, allowed me to move from Westinghouse Electric to RCA. And uh, when I was at RCA, I had an opportunity to go back to graduate school, and I said, I need, I need the business background. So I concentrated on getting what was effectively an MBA. At that point, did you want to be a business owner, entrepreneurial business owner? I, I felt I did. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I uh, felt that it was important. If I if I wanted to really uh, get a, 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 a career in management, let's say, right. per se, I was going to need to get some some more business training. So I, as it turned out, I came back to Carnegie Mellon at that time. They changed their name. Uh, and uh, that was very, very instrumental in my going into management consulting. What, what happened in your life that put you on that path anyway? What were your first jobs that maybe <laughs> that, that put that bug in you? Well, my first entrepreneurial experience was probably as a paper boy. Ah. I, was, I was nine years old. Usually they didn't want paper boys that young, but I was helping uh, a couple of brothers who had combined routes and uh, this route manager was desperate to have this position filled, so I, I took it on and uh, I learned very quickly some business principles such as uh, there are deadbeats out there, there are people <laughs> that stiff the paper boy, and uh, I found out very quickly that uh, you had to pay your bills when you were a paper boy. The route manager would come around on a Saturday morning and expect payment for the papers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of course at that time papers were five cents a a piece and 15 cents for the sunday edition and uh there were people who didn't pay their bills and as much as you try to run them down you didn't always get your payment so that was your loss and you had to uh eat it so so you learned very quickly cost and profit margin oh very much so And then you went to Carnegie. You had somebody sponsor you there that said, I want you to pay it forward. Yes. How did you get to the point you were able to do that? Well, I would have to credit uh, Arrow International. You know, a group of four of us got together in 1975. Uh, Two of us were Rockwell employees, Mm -hmm. and two were on the outside. But at that time... Rockwell was in, involved in the uh, knitting machinery and knitting elements business, and uh, I was with the knitting elements part of the business along with uh, Ray Neag, mm-hmm. and the two of us joined forces with a couple of outsiders, and we purchased the assets from Rockwell and got Rockwell to expense some credit to us so that we could... Uh, continue to operate. None of us were independently wealthy. And uh, I credit that experience with uh, a lot of what I was able to do with regard to future Philanthropy, current philanthropy, because you do a well. lot. Yeah. That um, whole the experience and the success of Arrow International, um, it can only be the cumulative effect of all of your experiences and your partner's experiences to get there. Um, what it's tough to say one. Is there any one or, or or one that maybe sticks out 
uh, life experience that you would say, this really helped me later, so that we can maybe think about that? Well, uh, well, one factor I would say was very common is that all four of us uh, had individual s skills that uh, even though they, in some cases, they overlapped, they didn't interfere with each other. We mm -hmm. were all able to work together. None of us ever lost an hour of sleep worrying about... You're kidding me. Who, <laughs> yeah. I thought all business owners didn't really sleep much. <laughs> no, no, we, we did. And uh, th these were fine gentlemen who uh, we all respected each other very much. And uh, that that made it very easy to do things without worrying, guarding your backside, so to speak. Uh, we all trusted each other's individual judgments. And uh, Who was your mentor along the way? Oh. Was it the gentleman that, that afforded the tuition, or was it someone? Well, he certainly was always in the back of my mind as to when am I ever going to be able to repay this moral obligation? Yeah. And... Uh, as Arrow got more and more successful, I was able to, you know, I've got involved in a lot of uh, things in the community, and including United Way. And uh, of course, it uh, it was interesting. I, you know, both Carolyn and I, uh, my wife, we we went through the various chairs of United Way. We mm -hmm. we actually chaired a, uh, a campaign uh, in 1988. And uh, our theme was let's all band together, mm. and the uh, the idea was we wanted to have a, a music element in the theme. Oh, band and together! We band oh, together! Very clever. So we uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, managed to uh, meet our campaign goal, but that time was I think about four and a half million dollars. Wow! So. Uh, Right now, the campaign is up around the $9 million it keeps level, growing. so it's growing. It keeps growing. It's as you give, and, and you're committed to that, that moral obligation, you say, as you give, um, do you feel, what do you get back? What, what does it mean to you? Well, it's a, you get back a lot of intangibles. Yeah. First of all, I think giving, uh, you know, is, is something you can't legislate. Right. People really have to feel uh, that it's, you know, a worthwhile organization to begin with. And I, you know, like everybody else, we get a lot of appeals, and uh, frankly, we have to uh, limit ourselves to the ones that we think are are the ones we want to support. You're committed to your alma maters. So yeah. as those students, students today, um, reap the benefits of an education through your generosity. Do you talk to them like this gentleman spoke with you? Uh, yes. I, you know, Carnegie Mellon and, and Alvernia are, are, are both uh, two of the, they're two of the universities mm -hmm. that we are heavily involved in scholarship-wise. Uh, yes, uh, Carnegie Mellon, I, uh, annually I try to get back to chat with the students who are... Do you? Carrying our scholarship. Do you aid. tell them they have a moral obligation? I do. Excellent. And, uh, you know, it's surprising. Sometimes the uh, it's the first time they hear that. Really? Yeah, which uh, is somewhat disturbing, but you have to put it in the context of, 
of of the university. They're they're there to educate. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things about uh, you know the philanthropy to to Carnegie Mellon is that uh, we also made some money available so the kids could experience philanthropy 101. Uh-huh. We give them money each year out of the the monies that we gave. The university mm-hmm. provides. Uh, $5,000 for these hollering scholars to get together and decide how they're going to spend that money uh, on, a, on a project that has some implications for philanthropy, you know, related to their school experience. So, so you not only give, you teach how to give. That's part of it. And help them experience, because in so doing, you'll experience the yeah. benefits of giving, and there are many. Right. Interestingly enough, Andrew Carnegie did the same thing. Really? He wrote a book on that. And he says, one of the uh, his quotations, I, I probably a little bit paraphrased, but he said, to die with wealth is a disgrace. <laughs> I don't think you're going to do that, Jerry, because you keep giving and it's a wonderful thing. And most important, you inspire all of us to go, you know what, I have this here. doesn't have to be a lot. But whatever you have, if you can give back, that's, that's right. important. Everybody can play a role in philanthropy. Yes. Yeah. And I think uh, there's enough needs out there that I don't think there's any scarcity of projects for people to get involved in. Uh, I would recommend United Way is for somebody to... Start there? Start there. Uh, you know, United Way does not... Um, sponsor agencies they sponsor projects so mm. it's it's a good place for people to, you know to to learn about the projects in fact they have ways they take volunteers to get involved in sorting out what projects united way is going to spend their money on so, so that you know something worthwhile is sure. accomplished with the money that is donated exactly and now we know Jerry Holler and better. I know I learned something, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time because it's been a pleasure meeting you. Well, thank you. I appreciate being here. And now you know what's the story. Join us again. Thank you.